Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. Welcome everyone to Stoppage Time Week 3. The Tigers are flying high currently, shooting a blistering pace, um, just bagging goal after goal. It's been a fun season so far, don't you think, Peter? Man, this season has been amazing. I, you know, I was really excited. I was really ecstatic. I was really happy for this team i can't you keep using excited coming in and uh really they've not disappointed uh they've just been on fire especially offensively and we'll talk about that today yeah for sure i I think both you and i and just talking with one another kind of had some questions about how is this offense going to perform we saw them kind of take a step back last year and we're really wondering what was going on but it looks like this team put in a good offseason and really came prepared to just take the offense and run with it this year. Um, Coach Hoppe's got a very exciting, fun team to watch, but also a team that wins games. Yeah, and hey, soccer's a lot more fun, a lot, a lot more fun to watch when you're winning games and you're scoring goals. And we've scored a lot of goals this season. Oh, for sure. So, what do we got as far as news and notes this week, Peter? Well, after two wins this week, the Tigers now move up the rankings to number 17 in the United Coaches Poll and number 21 in the top drawer soccer poll. So we're moving up in the rankings, Drew. Yeah, that's good. And you and I talked about last week when we first moved into the rankings that this is kind of the Auburn-type teams we like to see, ones that just really earn it, climb up those rankings, and just really strive to get better and kind of use that as poster board material to – uh, maybe not feel disrespected, but just give them a motivator to keep going. We'll preview these upcoming games. Uh, we're traveling out to California, actually traveling out to California as we speak. Uh, but I think if we get two wins here on the road, it's going to really do a lot for our rankings. Do you believe that also? Oh, for sure. I mean, like you, you can't take a road trip out to California and put in just, just kind of the schedule uh, to go all the way out there and to – to play some of those games that are just in a different time zone. It's teams you don't see very much and not be rewarded for it because Cal state Fullerton and long beach state are the teams we'll be facing out in California. And they're, they're teams that are well known in the women's soccer world. They're, they're very well respected, normally hard teams to get wins over and typically tournament teams. So uh, these are some high uh, marquee games that coach Hoppe scheduled here. We have other news. For the second week in a row, Bree Folds returns to the top drawer soccer's national team of the week, and she is the only player so far this season to re- have a repeat appearance in the in the rankings. Yeah, Bree Folds is killing it. She is dropping assists. She's scoring some fantastic goals. Uh, she's the only person in NCAA soccer so far to be named to two national teams of the week. I'm hoping for a third this week um, out of three weeks, so we'll see what comes from that. Uh, definitely, I think she has really taken this year, her junior year, and taken it by storm. She's doing phenomenal. 
we have you know really somebody special in brief folds, but I definitely think we're going to see a lot of our other goal scorers and uh, and, and assist leaders this season in this national team of the week. I don't think it's just going to be brief folds, uh, but we have a lot of goals to get to to the game to uh, two matches to look at. Uh, Auburn took on UAB at home on Friday night in the second minute. Brief folds breaks down the line and sends a cross into the box to Trevor Acock, who converts the first goal uh, for Auburn, giving Auburn the one nil lead. Rocio Sanders and Brief Folds uh, both had assists on that goal. The 15th minute, Savannah Poulter nutmegs in a UAB defender to cross the ball to Jalen Gadsden, who sets and shoots to increase Auburn's lead to 2-0. Poulter, of course, got their credit with the assist on that goal. In the 16th minute, the ball drops back to Angeline Daly, who rockets the ball back toward goal from 20 yards out to find the corner netting, uh, giving Auburn the 3-0 lead. Alyssa Malanza and Trevor Aycock both had an assist on the goal. The 48th minute, Brief Folds creates a turnover and gets the ball to Rocio Sanders, who sends a low roller past the near post, giving Auburn the 4-0 lead. Brief Folds had the assist. In the 68th minute, Savannah Poulter fires a dart through the UAB defense and past the diving goalkeeper for the fifth Auburn goal of the Derby. Sarah Halchin and Alyssa Melanson combine for the assist. In the 83rd minute, Kemi Rogers collects her own rebound to convert the first goal of her Auburn career, ending the dismantling of UAB in Auburn's goal fest at 6-0. Auburn would win 6-0 in final time. Auburn had 23 shots, 13 on goal. And UAB had 6 shots, 1 on goal. Drew, real quick, what do you think about having uh, 23 shots, 13 on goal? I know you're really big on the percentage. Yeah, I, I mean, I think definitely something we've seen currently this year is just them taking much more efficient high percentage shots and really those are those are going to be just better goal scoring opportunities Uh, i think it's wonderful both games shot um 45 percent and above that that's better than you could ever ask because especially coming up a couple of the teams that we're going to face are shooting at like a 13 percent percentage and that's just that's just not going to win you games seeing auburn get in front of goal, get in good positions and, and take these high percentage shots are, uh, it is definitely something I've been clamoring on about for, for ever since we th- we did the podcast, I think. And coach hop is definitely, uh, putting them in really good positions and brief folds is just making that, that midfield tick. Um, so I, I think it's wonderful. Just the shots that were put up on UAB. All three of Auburn's goalkeepers got minutes in this match and combined for one save, uh, drew just a few, offensive stats from this match the offensive firepower in this match uh matched the highest goal total for auburn uh for our auburn team in five years it's been that long since we've scored six goals uh, auburn scored six goals in this match by six different players uh that's pretty incredible i think uh this team is dangerous on offense and is capable of striking from many different directions I've decided to give this year's team a nickname, Drew. I'm going to call this year's team the Hydra because there are many heads that can strike at any time, and this team is very dangerous. Yeah, I, I think for sure. Um, definitely a person that we, we saw strike from long range, uh, Angeline uh, Daly. She she hit one in that game, and she, she'll hit one that we'll talk about later in Louisiana Lafayette, and she, she puts it right up there in the upper corner. It, there are some beautiful balls. One, one of my favorite players I've watched this year who I think is just as good as Brie Folds. Uh, we talk about Brie Folds more, I guess, because we've been around her longer. We've seen her play. We've seen her develop. But Rocio Sanders, she is good about being in spots that are high percentage for shots and setting up her teammates. 
Uh, this team has been just phenomenal to watch. And Trevor Acock coming into um, really playing a lot of minutes this year has been uh, a good player to watch um, so far this season. You really, if you're uh, an opposing defense, you really have to watch daily. Uh, three of her goals, I think all three of her goals have been from outside the 18-yard box. And I know they were saying during the broadcast she has a lethal left, that left foot, and she can strike and uh, she just shoots darts. She is she is really good. And I agree that she's probably as good as Bree Folds. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, especially from uh, Dally's point of view, like, she was sagged off in the midfield and that's all she needs. She just needs the space to see the goal and to feel confident about planting the foot, taking the shot. And, you know, if defenders are going to not close her down coming in, kind of crashing like a defensive midfielder, then by all means, just keep crashing in there. She, she's put some wonderful displays on and just looking forward to, to seeing how she's grown into that midfield so far. Well, let's go ahead and look at the second match. Uh, Auburn played Louisiana Lafayette, or as Louisiana as they like to call themselves now, on Sunday. In the 43rd minute, the Raging Cajuns struck first as the defense has a miscommunication in the box, and a Louisiana attacker is left unmarked, giving Louisiana Lafayette the 1-0, or the 0-1 uh, lead in the 44th minute the Tigers strike back when Taylor Troutman sends a long pass up to Haley Whitaker who collects turns shoots and scores rattling the the uh, netting the 1-1 score Troutman was a credit with the assist on that goal uh, this was Whitaker's first career goal at Auburn in the 68th minute Bree Fold shoots a long chip shot from the corner of the box over the keeper and into the opposite upper 90. This gives Auburn the 2-1 lead. The assist was given to Jalen Gasson and Stella Kish in this mat in this uh, goal. In the 83rd minute, Haley Whitaker serves up the ball to Jesse Giroux, who turns the ball around two defenders, hooks the ball into the net, giving Auburn the 3-1 lead. Bree Falls and Haley Whitaker both tally the assist on that goal. In the 86th minute, Angeline Daly sees a ray of sunlight between two defenders and uses her left foot to fire a rocket from the top of the 18-yard box to give the Tigers the 4-1 lead and the win. Auburn would win in final time 4-1. Auburn had 28 shots, 12 on goal. Louisiana Lafayette had three shots, two on goal. Uh, Auburn only tallied one save in the match and ended the weekend 4-0-0 for the first time since 2006. Uh, there are so many stories from these two matches this weekend, Drew. I know uh, you are really excited about it. I think we have to talk about the offense first. Uh, here are a few stats from this weekend. In all, we scored 10 goals by nine different players. Uh, that goes back to what I said before. We are the hydro. We can just strike by uh, any means on offense, our, our midfield, our defenders were getting goals. Uh, this season, we have outscored opponents 16-2 to and pitched two shutouts. Auburn Soccer released an infographic this week, and so far this season, Auburn has scored 53 points, which is good for first nationally in points. Auburn has tallied 21 assists, which is good for first nationally in assists. And we have scored 16 goals, which is good for second nationally in goals. Drew, this Hydra is dangerous. Yeah, for sure. And uh, it's something I definitely saw in this game. There there was a couple of moments, um, and we may talk about them later, but I, I think there are a couple of changes that maybe the team started off sluggish. This game was on shorter rests. Uh, well, maybe not shorter rests than we're used to, but you could tell that that game was just a blazing hot middle of the afternoon on a Sunday game. And I thought uh, we started off a little bit sluggish, but definitely 
whenever the ball started rolling in that second half, the team was ready to go. The team was ready to attack. Uh, you could just see the hunger in this team so far this season. I really hate those early Sunday afternoon games, those 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock games. Uh, it's great for me because I can watch them, but uh, those it's blazing hot. And I remember I told you earlier this week, I remember the Georgia game from last year, and it was like 90 eight degrees in the sun georgia's bench was in the shade ours was in the sun it was just blazing hot and this was another one of those blazing hot games uh it was just they're just tough and you know you said we kind of talked started off sluggish i think part of the reason was they were loading the box they had five defenders in the box and it was really hard for us to kind of get our rhythm our groove scoring wise but we did found we did find it and we just lit them up we really just dismantled them yeah, for sure. And I think we're going to talk about the midfield. Is that right, Peter? Are we going to talk about that this time? You know, your biggest key this season is the midfield is what you said. You really think, you know, you want better play out of the midfield this season. Uh, last season we talked about how uh, sometimes we really uh, saw the midfield struggle to get the ball to the, to the offense, to move the ball into the offensive third of the, of the field and for us to, to score goals. And this year, Coach Hop has kind of moved, changed her formation. She was – really used to a 4-3-3, and this year we're seeing a 3-5-2, which is a really heavier midfield. And because of that, we're really moving the ball really well between all three facets of the field, the defense, the midfield, and the offense, uh, giving the offensive third the ball, a lot of assists. You know, I, again, we, we're, we're first nationally in assists because we have such a heavy midfield. And uh, I just feel like our midfield is really playing really good ball, and this is a really good formation for this team. Yeah, for sure. I, I think definitely last year we lacked someone to shuttle the ball forward. Uh, you and I, as fans of Chelsea, we know for you, the past two years it's been N'Golo Kante is just the player that, that just makes the defense connect to the offense and it also shields him. But I think this uh, this three five two that we're seeing, especially with Whitaker bombing down the wing and some good overlap runs, I mentioned this to you about Stella, Stella Kish, Kish. Uh, that sounds about right. That's about as far as my Hungarian goes. Uh, I made a note to to mention about this week. Uh, we watched her enter the game against Louisiana Lafayette. We were tied 1-1 at the time, and she really made the difference. She was quick to press the ball. She was quick to uh, get to win Auburn back possession. She also played some very good 1-2 balls down that wing and just kind of gave Auburn a little bit of a spark. So it's just good to see that coming from players and also – the the formation may be a three five two, but even still, we're we're not seeing any commitment to a striker role. We're actually seeing like a a false nine role, which maybe for non soccer people who who listen to the show and are just interested in Auburn sports, a false nine is really someone is we don't have a top of the formation. They drop back and are able to help in midfield. They're a really creative player, and they bring other players involved um, in the offense, which is a role that we see Bree Folds play. It's a role we see Rocio, Sa- Rocio Sanders stick into, um, even Jalen Gatson at points. Uh, so I, I think Coach Hoppe is using the creativity of this team to really uh, – she's having fun with it. And Jesse Giroux, I thought she had a great shield and turn there for the third goal for Auburn. Um, this Louisiana Lafayette game was, was good to see an Auburn team that in the past maybe in some of these – tie games at halftime or anything like that just struggling games we've seen them kind of go into a shell uh this team didn't go into a shell they came back and attacked very hard uh so i i thought this was a really good game by auburn and one of the more fun games i've seen so far 
one of the positions we've not talked about a lot this year, which we talked about heavily last year, was the defensive line. Uh, defensive line played awesome last year. Uh, you know, it, it was led by Carolyn Beto and Sarah Halchin. But this year we haven't talked about them a lot. And the reason is, I think it's because of that midfield again. Uh, the midfield's playing defense in the midfield before it gets to the back line. So we're not really seeing uh, a bunch of balls get back there. And really, as far as the defense goes, we've been keep, keeping them out of our box. And, you know, when you shouldn't from outside the box, unless you're Angeline Daly, you have a very small chance of scoring a goal. And our defense has been doing a really good job of keeping them outside the box. But our midfield's been playing great defense. And I think you really see that on shots on goal. In these two matches, we've only we only saw three shots on goal between UAB and Louisiana Lafayette, Drew. Yeah, I, I, think, I think one of the big things, actually two big things, Maybe even three. We'll go with three. I think one big thing is Taylor Troutman. Um, she has been a good shield for that back line. Uh, she was always in a good spot because we had Louisiana Lafayette specifically and UAB pinned down in their zone. A lot of the time we held a lot of possession. So the offense is doing a good job handling possession. That's point number two. But Taylor Troutman, number one, is doing a good job on when teams try to counter uh, getting in front of them and really snuffing out that counterattack before it even starts. And number three, I I like the fact that I really don't have to know our center backs' names because they're doing such a good job and they don't get called into action so often, which means the midfield and offense are doing a wonderful job. Um, so it it's good. I hope that during this weekend we're actually tested. I don't want to see Auburn take a loss, but I would like to see that defense put under pressure and see how they respond because I think that's something we've been lacking so far. But I'll, I'll definitely take what we've been doing so far this season, which is our defense not having to do anything. For the record, our defensive back's name is Sarah Halchin, and she's really had a great couple of matches this week. I do want to give her credit. She's just looked stellar, just keeping uh, the opposing teams out of the box. Uh, one question I have for you, Drew, is going forward, how long do you think Coach Hopper can keep this 3-5-2 up? Because, you know, when we get into SEC play, it's going to be a lot tougher. Do you think she's going to put uh, four defenders on that back line? I don't. I, I really don't. I, like I mentioned, with Taylor Troutman being a good shield, you often see her dropping out of the offense uh, a little bit to watch those watch those wingers go up and make things happen, like uh, Whitaker and all that. I, I, th I think she sticks with it. Uh, you know, old adage goes, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And so far, it's not broken. It's actually uh, having Auburn off to one of the more successful starts she's ever had under her tenure. So I, I think she's found a little bit of a pot of gold here and she's going to keep running with it. Uh, that's a good point. Uh, it will be really interesting for, to see if we can go through our SEC schedule with three defenders. Uh, one thing you said last week is you wanted to see our defense give up fewer corner kicks to the other side. And I think you were kind of nitpicking a little bit just because we don't really have much to criticize about this team. They've played great. Uh, but the team really accepted this challenge and gave up zero corner kicks between the two matches this week. Yeah, I, I thought that was good. Uh, I mean, Louisiana Lafayette game, that whole second half, uh, Sarah LeBeau was called into action one time, but it wasn't from a shot. It was just her coming in and cleaning a ball over the top um, up. So really, they weren't even down in Auburn's half of the field most of the game to even need uh, clearances out the back line or anything like that. So definitely a good job cleaning that up so far. I think we're still going to see those given up. Like, like you said, that was somewhat of a nitpick. But definitely you don't want to see eight, nine, ten corners go in a game. That's that's not a good place to to be in as a defense. 
I think, again, it's credit to the, the midfield, just keeping the ball in the midfield and on the offensive side and, and out of the defensive side as far as uh, corner kicks goes. But, hey, right now we are traveling out to California. Yeah, so we got a long road trip ahead of us. You actually have down on our notes this will be a 2,100-mile road trip. That's exact math. We will not travel two 2,099 miles or 2,101 miles. It is exactly 2,100 miles. Uh, but we will be taking somewhat of our annual trip out west to, to face some teams. Actually, this is an annual trip. Uh, we've been doing uh, – we did the Duke Classic last year, which is really where we saw Auburn kind of take a turn. Uh, but this year we'll be going out and facing Cal State Fullerton, who is a tournament team from last season, and Long Beach State, who – is knocking on the outside of the rankings after starting off the season pretty good. Um, and both, like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, these are two good teams that tend to make the tournament, tend to be good teams that will make a run in the tournament. Um, so we will we'll kick off against Cal State Fullerton out there in Fullerton, California. That's a late kick, 9.30 on Friday because it's West Coast. So that's not the most fun, but you all will be so anxious about the Auburn football game the next day that you'll you'll need to stay up and watch this game, uh, get your Auburn fix that night, and then we'll face Long Beach State on Sunday at 7 p.m. Both of these games can be seen on BigWest.tv, which is their their local streaming platform there for their um, their conference. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about Cal State Fullerton, Peter, and I want to I want to get your opinion on this game. Uh, we've mentioned that they normally start off pretty well. Normally a tournament team, they're a tournament team last year. Uh, they are one, two and one to start off the season, which is not the best start of the season. And they really haven't played the most difficult opponents. They had a good five, one win against St. Mary's, but then followed it up with a three Oh thrashing at the hands of Washington and tied Seattle university. So Peter, what, what do we think? They've also lost to BYU. They lost one of their warm up games to, uh, Cal State Northridge Matadors. Sorry, there's so many CS blah, 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 blahs. Uh, it gets hard to keep up with all the California State Universities. Uh, but they start off 1-2-1. and one. Peter, what do you think about how Cal State started off this year? They're shooting at 13% right now, shots on goal. What do you think about going out there and visiting them? Well, initially in the back of my head, Cal State Fullerton being a tournament team from last year uh, kind of gave me a little bit of reservation. Uh, but they are not playing like a tournament team uh, this year. So that doesn't worry me. The only thing that I guess that really worries me is the fact that this is a long road trip. Mm-hmm. We've taken two road trips so far. We, we've been to Birmingham for the regular season. And the longest road trip we've had so far was to Clemson. Uh, that ended up in a draw, uh, which I think we played really well on the road this year. So maybe it's a credit to us. Uh, we are crossing two time zones to get there. Uh, but I guess the biggest, my biggest reservations just being a road trip uh, but I think this team has got so much offensive firepower this year that we might be able to uh, just go on the road and just blow out Cal State Fullerton yeah I, I think this may be a game that I think Cal State Fullerton's a good team they may be where they where we were last year and they may be I think they graduated a lot of players over the offseason and this is kind of the team that's learning to really have a breakout year next year, still a good matchup, still a scary matchup, I think, just with traveling out there because, like we mentioned, this kicks off at 9.30 Auburn time. That's that's tough because we're all been. We like to go to bed, and I can't imagine having to play a game when it's 9.30 at night. That that can't be the most fun. So I think there could be some issues with the travel. This this could be a, 
not a trap game, but just a game we have to worry a little bit more about. So definitely don't want to look, overlook them. Long Beach State, on the other hand, um, is definitely definitely a team that is doing well. Like we mentioned, right on the outskirts of the rankings, this is this is a very talented team overall. They they have a very stingy defense, and so far they started off three and one this year. They they took a loss to number two UCLA only only by one goal. It was zero to one, and all of their games they've been low scoring games. So Long Beach State's a very stingy defensive team, so I think this will be a good test for our offense. And especially watching the stats from how they performed against number two in the nation, UCLA, I think uh, this could definitely be a very tough game to play. What do you think, Peter? You know, they probably got a circle because we are nationally ranked. We're number 17 in the, in the coaches' poll. And that's going to really help them. They're, you know, like you said earlier, they are right outside. I think they're two spots outside the top 25 right now with 33 votes. So they're really looking for something to jettison them into the top 25, and beating us would do that. So uh, I definitely think that uh, this is going to be a big game for them. They're going to really be looking forward to this match playing us. Uh, And it sounds like they're a pretty good team. So uh, I think besides the Clemson match, which was only an exhibition match, this is kind of the one that kind of worries me the most so far. This is going to be our toughest game. UCF was naturally ranked when we played them. But I think this is going to be the uh, the pivotal game. It's going to really show us how we're going to be this season, or at least early in the season. Yeah, and I mean, this is an Auburn team that's converting almost 20% of their shots, not just shots on goal, but shots into goals, scoring an average of four a game, not letting in much. Uh, but this is, like I mentioned, stingy defense. They may not score a lot, so I, I don't think our defense is still going to get the test we want over the weekend. But I think our offense is going to see how good are they, where they can unlock uh, a stingy defense like Long Beach State. I think this is going to be a, a very good barometer for how this offense is going to perform for the rest of the year. Louisiana wasn't like a top-tier opponent, but they did put five in the box. That kind of tested our offense and ha- uh, made them have to get creative. So they, maybe uh, they're going to take some of that creativity into this Long Beach State game. Yeah, I'm hoping so. If we can see the offense that showed up the second half of that um, Louisiana Lafayette game, I, I think that's – if we can keep that offense going the whole year, offense has been wonderful every other game, but there was just something special about how they were moving the ball around and keeping possession that in the second half of that Louisiana Lafayette game. I, I think it's going to be um, something to build on going forward. When we come back and talk next week, what do you think our record's going to be? I, I think it'll be 6-0. Uh, and oh. I I, I'm normally the one, I'm okay giving Auburn a loss, not because I like giving Auburn a loss, but I try and uh, be very black and white with my picks. Long Beach State does worry me. I think at worst that that would be a tie, uh, but I don't think we're taking a loss on this road trip. Uh, I hope I don't eat my words on that, but I don't think we take a loss on this road trip. What about you? If we come back with a tie, is that a win? Mm, it depends on what the tie looks like against Long Beach State. I, I think it's all, I don't take moral victories, but I think, a team can play well and still come out with a draw just because that's just sometimes how the how the chips fall. Uh, I think if we don't beat uh, Cal State Fullerton handedly, I think that will be a loss um, mentally. But I think I think getting a good tie against Long Beach State, hopefully winning. I'd like to see a 2-0 victory against Long Beach State. I think that'd be a good win. Uh, but yeah, I, I think if we take a if we take a, an ugly tie against Long Beach State, I don't like that. Yeah, 2-0 win against Long Beach State on the road in California would be a great win for Auburn. Uh, I like your first prediction. I'm going to go 6-0-0. Uh, 
uh, next week. We'll talk about it. I'm ready to watch these matches. Yeah, Peter, where can they find you on Twitter? You can find me at Seminary Sugar Daddy, S-E-M-I-N-A-R-Y-D-A-D-Y. And you can find me on Facebook on the, uh, the E2C Network discussions page. I'm on there all the time. And you can find me on Twitter at Drew underscore Hoop, H-O-O-P-0-2. On Twitter, love to interact with you. I'll pop into the E2C message board every once in a while as well and hang out with some of the guys there, uh, especially on Mondays when we do the live chat. But until next time, War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?